Welcome to the Property Experts Podcast, where you'll find open conversations, no bullshit attitudes, and deep dive insights from award-winning property developers and business owners, Ben Richards and Jack Jiggins. Together, they've delivered over 40 million in gross development value over the last five years and have a pipeline of over 25 million to deliver in the next 18 months. They've built numerous other seven-figure businesses with six-figure net profits around their property ecosystem, and it's by no means been an easy ride. So on this podcast, they'll share their weekly trials and tribulations running multiple businesses, giving you never before seen insights into the inner workings of finding, funding, designing, delivering, and selling award-winning property deals, together with golden nuggets of advice through the five key areas of any business, marketing, sales, operations, finance, and talent. If you're a young entrepreneur looking to get started or have a small team, but you're looking to scale your business to the next level, this is the No Bullshit Podcast for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to our weekly expose, which is normally myself and Ben Richards. But unfortunately for Ben, he is on holiday uh, in Oslo. So it's going to be the Jack Show at the moment. But we've got a really exciting episode to come up. Ben has helped me contribute together what we are talking about this week. And please do get the Q&A coming so that it's not just me uh, rambling on to myself. But as, as as always, we've got a really exciting agenda and I will run you through exactly what that looks like. For those of you that haven't joined us before, our exposés, most both between Ben and I, we run five businesses. We run a property development company called XP Property. We run a measured building and topographical surveying company called XP Surveys. We run a social property investment business. I run a property investment business with my brother called Central Streets, and then Ben runs an award-winning architectural practice based out in South London. So the purpose of these uh, Expose Weekly Lives is to give you guys some, some real content and value from what we see in our weeks. It might be planning-related, it might be property-related, it might be business-related. So this is out there for you guys that uh, might want some insights into how we can overcome problems. For anyone listening on the podcast, today is Friday the 11th of August. Um, because some of the things that we discussed might be dated by the time you come around to it. But anyway, let's start get cracking with the agenda. So starting off, we have had a planning approval and a list of building consent agreed on one of our sites. I'll be going into more detail about that. Um, we have refinanced on an exit finance product, one of our sites, and released uh, 450K's worth of value. And I'll, and I'll share what that looks like later. The XP community has been launched, and I'll be sharing more details on that. If you listened into the last two episodes, we've been pulling together, Ben and I have been pulling together decks to basically raise larger pots of cash. So we're not necessarily just working with high net worths, but ultra high net worths and funds, and we'll be sharing our progress. Why we have an ecosystem and why you might want an ecosystem. You might be thinking to yourself, if you're a service-based business and you want to move into property, how that could be complementary. What discounts do XP and the group get on properties? I get asked this question quite a lot, and there's a lot of phrasing around below market value deals. And does that exist? I'll be sharing our average percentage discount that we've got on the in excess 40 sites that we've bought to date. The ultimate finance director is now fully integrated into Central Suites. I'll be sharing on why that benefits our business. We've just secured a new development deal, so I'll be giving a bit of a teaser on that project and how Central Suite secured 140% IRR on our own money in one of our deals that we secured. And then last but not least, and most importantly, 
getting around to our lovely listeners' questions. Cool. So without further ado, this is our site in Marlow, and uh, you know, amazing news. We got we got granted full planning permission and list of building consent for the site. When it comes to technical details and list building consent and what Ben and the team had to overcome in planning, I might leave that for them to, to give you a full rundown. But one thing that I want to highlight in this particular project is some key takeaways and urgent matters that I would definitely recommend. As this building is grade two listed, we could not benefit from any permitted development rights. So we had to submit full, pla full, uh, full planning, but we also have to submit listed building consent. We did that uh, about a year ago and were rejected on the list on, on the full planning. The list of building consent was approved. The full planning was not approved for the reason being the locality of the building, given it's on the secondary high street in Marlow, they were concerned of loss of a commercial asset in that space. So we had to put up an advertising board and advertise that site to prove that there isn't demand in the local areas for this to, to retain being an office because we wanted to convert into residential. So a top tip out there for anyone, if you're buying any form of commercial site, I would highly recommend that almost the day that you exchange, get a advertising board out front so that you can prove that you're marketing the building, see what demand there is. Worst case, someone knocks on your door and wants to rent it or buy it, and you can deal with that inquiry when it comes through. So we, we, did, we had to do exactly that. So we submitted planning and it was failed, and we knew that that could be a potential um, issue. So we then obviously collated all the information, renegotiated the length of the contract with the seller. This was a conditional purchase, so a subject planning purchase. And we then advertised the building for nine months, resubmitted planning, and were successful. If not successful first time around, definitely go uh, in again. And that, that obviously the main issue that the council had with the planning, we managed to overcome. There has been a development on this site uh, of late in the last sort of couple of months. We were the consent we were planning to convert the front building to four apartments and retain the commercial you could call it probably leisure um at the rear since we have achieved planning the rear built business has said that they don't really want to be operating uh, as a company anymore so that then opens up the opportunity for us to a look at maybe reletting that on a commercial basis or b go for planning and any of our listeners should know the most important thing in property is exits so we'll probably be exploring both options. Um, but if anyone's got any questions that are technical, far and away, and I'll do my best, but I'm open to any other questions um, with regards to our site in Marlow. Last but not least on this site, we now we have consent. We have until the end of the year to buy this site. We are open for investment. Um, so if anyone would like to know any more information on this project, it's in a phenomenal location. You can probably see from that little map there, um, the Hand and Flowers, which is Tom Kerridge's Michelin restaurant, in Marlow, it's just around the corner. Marlow's got a, a, a nice, uh, I would say, like micro feel about it. It's, it's a bit more youthful than Henley, and there's a lot of affluent public in Marlow. Cool, next into Sunset Court, and I hope you're not bored of this site as of yet. This was a site that we basically came to practical completion fairly recently. The way that we bought this site was a SaaS investor and a bank. So the bank lent us some capital, SaaS investor lent us some capital, and we delivered the site. Today, and I'm sure there's a banner on this bit functionality where I can do some sort of like um, party poppers or banners or whatever you may be. But we actually refinanced on our completion today. Thanks to our broker, we managed to refinance that site out onto an exit product. Why, you might be thinking, why would we look at doing an exit product? In reality, uh, when you look at the bank borrowing that we had in the first uh, purchase, we have 
the investor sat above that lending when we worked out our overall cost of that debt that we had agreed a year and a half ago it's actually cheaper for us to buy that out with a new lender um, so we completed on that, which is great. So we're borrowing now on the new gross development value. We've already sold for the unit subjects contract over guide price, pretty much. So we're very excited to get those sold off. The exit product allows us to pay down as we sell units. And also, once we hit a certain loan to value, take some capital out ourselves. That's why an exit product is very complementary and slightly geared up differently to your standard bridging or, or, or development lenders. So yeah, exciting. Completion down on Friday, which it always seems to be the case. I'm yet to be seen a solicitor completing anything on Monday to Thursday, or actually Saturday to Sunday for that matter as well. So Friday's the day. Cool. So next point, XB community. So as you've probably heard and seen, if you've been watching our calls before, um, we have an array of mentees that we work with on a weekly or monthly basis. That can be Zoom calls, face-to-faces, whatever it may be. If you go on our website, you can check out our services in that capacity. But we have a, a group of mentees and ex-mentees that have now grown their businesses. And we also run our own boardrooms where we basically get 10 to 12 serious developers or growing developers or even property investors within a room that wants to have a sounding board, have a network, have a second opinion, or whatever that may be. And this week we set up, well, Ben set up, a WhatsApp group for everyone. So we've got, I can't even remember how many people we've got in there. Uh, it's in the dozens. And it's really exciting to actually see really shared value, you know, growing in that in that group already. I know that people probably hate the amount of WhatsApp groups that there are. Uh, I'd be keen to hear what people's views are. But, we, you know, we like the fact that we can help. And, and, and equally, I believe that uh, the best team is playing for strength. So if you can help someone in an area you're strong in, they can do the same vice versa. Everyone is growing on a, a much better path. If you have any more questions on boardrooms or mentoring, feel free to reach out. Cool. Point number four. So road to 10 million XP investment. So out of the 60 plus deals that we've done today, every single deal that we have to do, uh, we go to a investor, whether that's an equity or a single investment. And we agree a new structure, agree new terms uh, to some degree, get them comfortable with us if they haven't worked with us before. Or if they have, get them comfortable with the deal. Now, that's quite a lot of work to get that done and an extreme amount of time that goes into that, especially as it's the, the, that project might not be for everyone. I believe the most we've probably gone out for one deal is over 50 engagements with investors to, to close up one deal. And it's sometimes how it sits, what the story looks like, potential risks, whatever that may look like. So as a result of that, we know that there's going to be a huge amount of time back into mine and Ben's diaries if we can raise a fund or almost like a facility that we can keep rolling into more and more developments. So as a result of that, we pulled together a quite a comprehensive deck. We'd be happy to share that with anyone that would like it, comment deck or investment deck, and we'll share that, share that with you. And that is basically a track record document that shows who we are, what we've done already, what our aspirations are, who's in the team, who's advising the team. And all of our projects and we have budget to actuals and it's looking really good actually our deck now is, is done so i'd be keen to to hear if anyone wants to see ours or or even compare notes um i don't know if anyone else is out there looking for for this type of product at the moment i know if he's listening dorian Payne has been looking for this since uh it was about two years old but it's definitely a space that we want to be operating into to enable us to scale because we're definitely at the point where we've got the team that can deliver you know, realistically 50 plus million a year in, in developments. Uh, one of our biggest bottlenecks is actually equity funding. And obviously, we've got the proven track record and funded that to, to, to a certain degree ourselves. 
the way that we're pitching this is across three different uh, investment types. So our social portfolio, which we've been building in Croydon, which is worth over 20 million quid and produces about 1.1 million net income per year. We've got our development business, uh, which where we deliver about five to six development projects between three to 10 million a year. And then we have HMI portfolios, which we're building around the home counties, which is supported by Central Suites. In short, we could, we could utilize that money very quickly, uh, very effectively, and actually probably get deals at slightly better values, um, which might come on to touch on the information that I'm sharing later about how much discount uh, we get our sites at. If you're excited by some of the property developments or investments that we talk about on this show and want to know more about investing £100,000 or more with XP, email info at xpproperty.co.uk to set up a call with one of our team. We can discuss our open investment opportunities and provide you with our track record details showing with complete transparency our historic performance project by project and how you could be part of our growing pipeline of developments. Cool. So moving on to our ecosystem ben actually put this in here and i don't know if anyone has sort of heard or or it's all sunk in at what i said at the very beginning of the live that we do run an array of businesses and they're actually categorized here left to right in the life expectancy of a development site so it goes into xp surveys or measurement surveys and scanning it then goes into aura architecture for design and planning and then goes into xp property for development and then it goes to apara social or such suites for retaining whether it's social or private so you can sort of see that conveyor belt of product and we're basically going up or down the, 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 the supply chain ourselves. And all of our businesses that we've grown around, uh, our, you know, our predominant business, which is XP Property, they do complement each other. They do communicate with each other. We can be more efficient. The team know each other. The, all the team know each different project. They get to see it full end to end. Um, and you get the osmosis profit effect where you're not necessarily, for a prime example, Central Suites do all of XP Properties property management. So rather than XP Property paying 10% to an estate agent to keep their portfolio, we're actually self-funding one of our own businesses. I believe that's the whole purpose of um, essentially a, a, you know what we would like to call an ecosystem. I know that there's um, quite a few people that we've spoken to that are keen to look at grow, you know, going from service-based to investment or development or vice versa. If I were to cast my opinion, I would probably recommend a service-based business first because they cash flow much better. And then once that is up and running, um, which should only take a few years, you could then look at investment and development as well. Or you might just be up for just cracking on with development in its entirety, which is uh, pretty much what I did um, to start off. Cool. On to the next point. Sourcing fees, are they expensive and what discounts do we secure projects at? So this was actually a process that I did with Patrick, who's in our team at Central Suites. Big shout out to Patrick. If anyone hasn't met Patrick yet, he's working within Central Suites using our own methods, uh, our own stacking tools that we use also in XP Property, finding projects for either ourselves and if they're not quite right for us, selling them externally for a sourcing fee. and. Obviously, we network with developers quite frequently, and we, we tend to compare notes with other developers. And one thing that I found comical is some developers said that sourcing fees are expensive and I won't pay them. So what we did, Patrick and I, is a case study um, to actually show what we pay as a discount on projects that we buy. So the right-hand side here, you can see a Excel sheet, and this is every site that we bought in XP Property um, and in Central Suites. 
Um, and we've got the average listing price, which is seven nine two thousand, so seven hundred ninety two thousand pounds, and the average price that we ha have actually transacted at. So what we're showing here is the difference between what the guide price was and what we secured it for, and that can normally be from an array of reasons, predominantly because we're very um, you know hard and fast, we're quite quick on things, we quick quick at buying, we we average an acquisition every four weeks in in the businesses, and as a result, we secured across our whole portfolio an eighteen percent discount on guide price. That is not. Redbook survey, that is not agent's opinion. That is what was guided at, at the beginning when that site was listed. And that 18% is over the last five to six years. So for anyone out there, I'm so, sort of leaning on, on the point that if your sourcer is good, they may actually be cheaper than buying it yourself. And I'm a very strong believer in that from our development company. Obviously, the way that we work with investors is a 50-50 joint venture. And sometimes I see passive investors making more costly mistakes, keeping the deal all to themselves. Um, sort of the phrase, have a smaller slice of the bigger pie is, is sometimes better. Um, but that's a, quite an interesting stat that we pulled through to show that if we were paying a sourcer to source these deals for us, like Patrick, at 2%, uh, we'd actually still be saving 16% and we're going out and buying stuff at guide price. There's a, there's a sales skill and an art there into acquisition process, pipeline, follow-up. Uh, I bang on about all of those all the time, but that's quite a um, quite a big swing. To put that in perspective, Rick's guidelines suggest that a developer should make between fifteen and seventeen percent profit on a development. We actually make more than that, uh, we. Um, but what the point is there is, if you're negotiating an eighteen percent discount on the acquisition, you're buying well and you're getting your feet under the table at the right value, so that if there are underscenes, abnormals, planning risk delays, uh, all of those tend to happen on most schemes, uh, you are in a good position to make sure that that is a profitable scheme. Point number seven, so UFD. So um, XP instructed UFD, I think, probably about nine to 10 months ago. UFD is Ultimate FD run by Josh. Happy to make any introductions if anyone would want one. Um, just comment intro to UFD or something along those lines. Um, but Josh and his team basically give you the service of having a, a, an FD, a finance director in your company without actually hiring an FD. It's basically loads of spreadsheets, loads of processes, loads of inputting information to tell you the, the, the sort of almost like a, a health monitor of your own business and where it's at. Additional to UFD, they have a bookkeeping solution, which is a different company, which then obviously keep all of that up to date. So XP did it, and it was one of the best things that we've done in our business. It gives us full uh, clarity on our business, where we're going, help us make forecasts, um, and has really helped us really get to into the nitty-gritty of potential cash flow problems coming up in six months, 12 months, 18 months, three years, and forecast our business forwards. Central Suites decided to do the same. Obviously, it's two, two very different beasts there. You've got XP Property, which is, I think, is a group of 15 companies, all pr predominantly. Um, SPVs and development, so it's big cash in, big cash delivery, big cash out, hopefully. And then obviously all of that timing is is very difficult to manage the cash flow of a development business, whereas now contrasting to Central Suites, uh, aka CSL, which is a property investment company, you have the rent roll coming in, you have all of your costs, and then you have something on the bottom line. But where it's really, really useful is the um, processes that are now put in place so that the bookkeeping team monitor all of our costs per property, per bed, per month. 
so we can actually see what assets are underperforming, overperforming, and and direct our attention to those areas. Sometimes we don't know, but the finance tells us there's a problem. So spotting those problems to um, fix them. The way that I'd like to use as an analogy, imagine owning a modern car that doesn't tell you when there's something wrong with it. And that problem keeps on getting worse and worse and worse without you knowing about it until it is a problem. Um, so it's all about identifying things ahead of time. Cool. So moving on to a new site, and I can't reveal exactly where it is. If anyone does know where it is, don't pinch your office. So this is a site that we secured in somewhere inside the M25. And I suppose the reason we're sort of floating this up there is to sow the seed that we can be sharing more on this as time due to come is broken up from an industrial building and offices. So we are hopefully looking to benefit from permitted development. Uh, that probably won't be where we stop. We'll probably then look at, you know, potentially some new build, not down a new build. It's basically a, a series of terrace houses all the way around the plot that's central, so a backland development, hopefully without any potential merging of any gardens or, or land assembly within there. So it's an exciting one that we're looking to get started on, which we're, we're, we're in the process now of, of pushing everything forward. We'd also be open to, as mentioned when we, we discussed Patrick, also selling deals on. So if there's anyone out there struggling to get deals and would like to see some stock that we might um, be able to sell, we do sell sites on. So comment below if you would like to see any more information on that. Cool. So you probably saw my lead, I, I suppose, lead slide. 140% IRR is the indefinite rate of return or infinite rate of return. So it's what you're getting as a return on your cash per year. Return on investment is just the fixed return. And then you divide it by how many months or how many days you, you've got that return back um, to work out the IRR. I believe we're allowed to say that we've got this return because it is something that we should be really be talking about. So I shared this assisted sale a few uh, weeks ago. It's finally completed and our JP partner has paid us fully back our profit share. And at the end of the day, it turned out to be a phenomenal deal. I'll give a brief explanation of what an assisted sale is and then I'll come on to why it was such a good deal and also why the IRR is so high for us as a business. So this is a return that we got on our cash. So an assisted sale is fundamentally where a seller is trying to sell their asset. You're struggling to get the same values. And as a result, you, you end up working against each other. You, you end up trying to bid the value that works for you and it can never sort of meet up with the value of the vendor. Um, if you have a look at you know, what we would have paid as a stamp duty on a £300,000 purchase, it's probably somewhere around 15 k And there's not a huge margin in a flip nowadays with all these associated costs. So what you propose is a joint venture where you still do the exact same process. So you, you, you still get in, refurbish the site and sell it. But the only change is you don't buy the site. You just get one shareholders, sorry, JV agreement, which any property solicitor should be able to draw up. You agree the JV, you agree a price for the house as it is today, you agree a value of refurbishment, and then you sell the property. Uh, and after all the costs uh, are decided, they get the value of the property and they also get 50% of the profits. So this is a really, really, really good process. If you, you may not have loads of capital to get into property and you're struggling to find deals and make deals work, go through every house that you've bid on in the last year that's still on the market and uh, proposes assisted sale. But this is also great for a very, very quick turnaround, a very high return on cash. We did really well on this one because build was low, GDV was high, and also we, we shifted it pretty quickly. So let me talk you through the numbers. So we agreed. Um, so the vendor in this particular property, his ceiling had been um, uh, had water damage and was basically falling through the house. And we agreed a 300k value for the asset. 
he got told that if he sold it on with an agent, he would get £310,000. Once you deducted all of his fees, so his estate agent costs and his legal costs, he's probably left with 300 k at the end of the day. Um, so we proposed the house is worth 300 k We will bring the refurbishment costs, which came in at £32,000, £500. That was new kitchen, new bathroom, new floor finishes, redecorated, new electrics. Uh, I've said new flooring, new, yeah, pretty pretty much new everything, new, new water cylinder. Uh, what else do we re-turf the front lawn, mowed the rear lawn, fixed the garage, gutters, facial soffits, um, new sign at the front, and that was pretty much it. We were in and out in refurb within three and a half months. We were on the market within four months. And we had sold it within five months and it's just transacted and gone through. So we as a developer or the, the, the property person spent £32,500 on the refurbishment. When it's sold, we get that back. The vendor put in the asset, which we valued at £300,000. When that's sold, he gets that back. And whatever is left in the middle, the profit is then split 50-50. So then we walked away with a £23,000, £693 profit. And he walked away with three hundred and twenty-three thousand pounds and six hundred and ninety-three. Uh, sorry, three hundred and twenty-three hundred thousand pounds. So, as a result, he's walked away with over twenty k more cash. We've factored in the legal and the agent costs in our shared fees. So it's a much better deal for the vendor and a much better deal for us. I hear people always say, if you create a win-win situation, you tend to get stuff through and get stuff done. And that's just a prime example. So yeah, that was our assisted sale. If you've got any questions on assisted sales, because they can sound complicated, but as soon as you get your head around them, they are actually really, really, really simple. But that scheme returning, obviously, a significant amount, because we, we turned it around significantly quickly, and the return was extremely high. Cool. I think that's me done. First one I've done on my own. I hope you have enjoyed it. Ben and I obviously will be here every Friday. And as you can tell, even though Ben's here, we still the show, the show must go on. Actually, he's just coming to say hello from Oslo. Hello. Sorry, I'm late. You finished? <laughs> nice. Just in time, eh? Hello, everyone. <laughs> it's stunning. It's really lovely. Oh, We've just been at the harbour all day. So, uh, yeah cost an absolute fortune but it is yeah incredible place reminds me of king's cross and like batty power station everything is new like loads of restaurants really good vibe yeah it's great if anyone wants more about travel head over to ben's travel page on youtube <laughs> a couple of blogs coming next week yeah are you literally done you finished yeah yeah literally just yeah. just finished the slides yeah, yeah. Sweet. sweet good looking forward to watching it yeah, yeah, good. If you've got any questions, let me know. Put them in the comments. Far, <laughs> <laughs> will do. All right, good stuff. Well, I'll say goodbye then. <laughs> cool. Thank you, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you next week. And keep the questions coming over the course of the week because we will still answer them on the social media channels. And if you've got anything that you want us to talk about, we will come back to that next time. But thanks, and we'll see you later. Good stuff. Cheers. These live Q&A episodes are all about helping you grow your business and build a property portfolio that provides financial wealth. If you have specific topics that you'd like us to discuss, make sure to comment on the platform you're listening on or email info at xpproperty.co.uk so that we can discuss your topic in future episodes. And if you found these conversations valuable for growing your business, make sure to click that follow button and we'd really love for you to tell just one person about us. Thank you.